0: Radio gag, the Gays Against Guns show. Prepare to gag, yeah.
1: In memoriam, tonight we honor Nyron Plummer, who died last week. A 12-year-old Yonkers boy has died days after he shot himself in the head with an illegal gun while he was home alone. On April 17th, Nyron Plummer died in the overnight hours after shooting himself Saturday, shortly before noon, at an apartment in Yonkers. That day, Plummer was transported to a local area hospital where he was listed in grave condition. A medical examination of his head indicated that he suffered an apparent gunshot wound to his right temple. At some point, the boy found the loaded handgun and discharged two cartridges in the bedroom, with one bullet striking a window and the other striking the boy in what appears to be a self-inflicted potential accident. A short time later, the child was located by adults and family members who called 911. First responders located an illegal loaded 25 caliber semi-automatic pistol at the scene that was recovered as evidence. Investigators are working to determine How the handgun came to be possessed by a child and the origins and transfer history family members are also being interviewed at this time
2: I'm sorry to hear we lost Nairan youth are so vulnerable to gun violence in fact in 2017 youth fatalities from gun violence were over double the number of military and police officers killed in the line of duty good evening and welcome to radio gag The Gays Against Guns Show. Radio Gag is your weekly update on how to end the national emergency of gun violence in America. I'm Sarah Lilly.
1: And I'm Ty Kersley.
2: To start things off this week, Ty and I would like to encourage our listeners to support this station and public radio by becoming a WBAI buddy.
1: So what is a WBAI buddy, buddy, Sarah?
2: Well, thanks for asking, Ty. Uh, okay. A WBAI buddy is someone who keeps our unique volunteer-run radio show going by signing up to give a small donation every month. If everyone chips in a small amount, it helps keep the lights on, on at WBAI and allows us to bring you this show every week. Just go to WBAI.org or call 516-620-3602 and become a buddy in the name of Radio Gag.
1: And as a special thank you from Gag, if you give $50 or more, you'll receive an advanced copy of Grace Will Lead Us Home by Jennifer Berry Hawes. Uh, this book is about the Charleston church massacre and the hard, inspiring journey to forgiveness. Uh, now, a $25 donation will get you a set of fabulous gag pens uh we have uh, plenty uh, i think our our favorite one is nra sachet away um but just once again just go to wbai.org or call 516-620-3602 and become a buddy in the name of radio gag all right so sarah for this week's show we're going to be asking the question have you ever shot a gun
2: sarah i'm going to ask you first have you ever shot a gun Only in a shooting gallery at an amusement park. But I'm embarrassed to tell the family story about my grandpa Debs, who was a hunter. He used to get drunk with our neighbor, and they would go out on the beach and shoot at seagulls. How about you, Ty?
1: Well, you know I have. Uh, I've reported before that I'm retired Air Force. Um, But I did take to the streets to ask that question. Uh, And then I came up with a very important
2: follow-up. And I interview some GVP teens from Texas who are raising awareness to lower the gun violence in their community. Now, moving on to this week in the news, an important anniversary.
1: Twenty years ago, two armed gunmen entered Columbine High School and in just under an hour killed 12 students and one teacher. While the shooting was not the first in an American school, the trauma of that day sent shockwaves throughout the U.S. For the first time, news crews were stationed outside of a mass shooting at a high school for weeks. They provided 24-7 coverage, uh, and then calls for change to America's gun laws were made at that time. But since those 13 deaths on 20 April 1999, here's what we've seen in America's gun violence epidemic. It's continued on nearly uninterrupted. In the days, weeks, and years since Columbine, 226,000. 1000 children have been exposed to gun violence while they were at school. So this is according to analysis published by the Washington Post illustrating the vast reach of a shooting epidemic that scars those who are fortunate enough to actually escape with their lives. That exposure has occurred in at least 233 schools where incidents of gun violence have taken place in the past 20 years, is according to the post analysis. During those shootings at schools, some 143 children educators, or other individuals were killed in the gunfire. Those shootings had a much higher injury rate, uh, with 294 injuries in the last 20 years. So while press coverage of mass shootings at schools and in America are often focused on instances where there are white victims, black students are overwhelmingly impacted. Since Columbine, there have been three school shootings with larger death tolls, um, larger than the 13 at Columbine. There was Parkland last year, leaving seven students and faculty, seventeen students and faculty dead. Uh, in 2012, Sandy Hook left 28 dead, including 20 children. Then, in Virginia Tech, uh, 2007, it left 33 dead. While school shootings remain relatively rare in the United States, there was an uptick in 2018. That year, there were at least 25 shootings at schools across the U.S., including the deadly attack in Parkland
2: yeah you know and i just want to say that that hardening schools that means taking out trees parking lots windows uh, and this is a school we're talking about where we want children to play and learn but our next news item represents some good news Former representative Gabrielle Giffords, who nearly died after being shot in the head eight years ago, argues that gun ownership can coexist with stricter gun laws. In the New York Times, she said, we've found that many gun owners are frustrated that the gun lobby claims to be speaking for them. Her new group, Minnesota Gun Owners for Safety, is the second of its kind from her organization. Miss Giffords and her husband, Mark Kelly, who's running for Senate in Arizona, own guns themselves. She said, over time, I think you'll start to see the group bridge divides between people who might not always talk to each other. Mm -hmm. We don't want conversations to stop on this issue. We want them to start. The gun lobby can't hide behind money and extremist rhetoric when gun owners are coming together to push for responsible ownership, laws that save lives, and a deeper appreciation for what it means to own and use firearms. And the New York Times also reported that concern about mass shootings has lifted spending on gun violence prevention research. In 1996, the Federal Centers for Disease Control and Prevention stopped funding research into the causes of gun violence. For decades, the field suffered from neglect while gun violence deaths soared. And then came the series of high-profile mass shootings and donations from billionaires. The result has been a recent surge in state and private funding for gun research and a revival in interest among researchers. It's not just the availability of money for research, said Jeremy Travis, the executive vice president for criminal justice at Arnold Ventures. The zeitgeist has changed. Last year, his company announced a splashy investment, $20 million, to fund research grants in the field through the nonpartisan RAND Corporation. And Kaiser Permanente the health care provider has set aside $2 million for its own research program. States have begun making investments, too. A $5 million investment from California has led to the formation of the Violence Prevention Research Program at the University of California, Davis. New Jersey's legislature approved $2 million to establish a center at Rutgers University. Several more states and the District of Columbia are considering simu- similar programs.
1: Well, Thank you for some good news, Sarah um so sarah this one time at a gun show um i was with gag we were distributing information about gun violence uh not just to gun owners but the gun vendors and i was asked uh, have you even ever shot a gun um this individual was questioning me because we were trying to um talk to some of the uh, people in the parking lot but i think he was really questioning my credibility um so i brought this up at my first radio gag show, and I said, yes, I was retired Air Force, and I trained on M16, uh, 9 mil, and I deployed many times, Uh, but I also have thought since then, you know, I've also shot an AK-47, later on we started carrying M4s because they were smaller uh, than the uh, M16, I've shot an automatic pistol, which was mentioned in um, the memoriam, and then I think I have footage somewhere of me holding like a, a, basically an Uzi in Afghanistan, or a submachine gun, something similar, Anyway, I found the question uh, so interesting and kind of powerful. I decided to start asking people, Uh, and a lot of people said yes, Uh, and then I came up with a follow-up question. So uh, after asking someone, hey, have you ever shot a gun, I would say, how did you get it? Uh, So here's some clips of some people that have some stories to tell us about their first experiences with guns. So I'm asking everyone if you've shot a gun.
3: Yes, I've shot a gun. My boyfriend, when I was in high school, asked me that question, have you ever shot a gun? I was kind of scared to shoot one for the very first time, and so my boyfriend told me it wasn't loaded. Um, so I just grabbed it and kind of just shot up, got this kick back, and I'm on the ground just going, what happened? <laughs> Proceeding times I had shot a gun, my friends and I thought, heck, why not? We're in Kentucky. Let's uh, go to the shooting range. And uh, it was it was kind of exciting. Um, it was more fun posing for pictures than it was actually shooting the gun. Um, but it, it was I mean it's kind of thrilling.
1: So have you ever shot a gun? Yes, I have. I would think I was about twelve years old. Yeah, family that lived upstate went with them, and we were shooting bowling pins in the back country of New York. How old you? Um. It's exhilarating. I mean, it, it really is. It's it's a very interesting experience. I mean, it's kind of a primitive sort of feeling of, I don't know, you have a... It's like a tool. It's like the first time you've swung a hammer as a kid, right? Like It's, empowering. It, it's fairly empowering. Yeah. Okay. So you said earlier that you bought a gun. I think I was 19 when I purchased it, yeah. And what kind? Uh, I was a 22 bolt action. And you still have it. I still have it today, yeah. In the city, yes. And uh, I never use it. In fact, I literally don't even think about it. And then every time I move my apartment, I forget that I have it in my closet. And that's, that's, yeah, that's about the full extent of what I have.
3: So my boyfriend's a Marine, so he has a lot of experience shooting guns. And we went to a shooting range. And he wanted me to see what it was like to shoot a gun. So we went to a shooting range. I shot a rifle over there. And it was uh, very, very traumatic, actually. Um, was it an air rifle, an AR? I don't, probably, yeah. I wasn't they sure what kind up. of gun it was. Um, I mean, where I was, it was very loud. Gun moved so quickly. It shook me. It was very loud. And just knowing what something like that could do, it just, like, scared me a bit using that, you know?
1: And what do you do for living?
3: I'm a nurse, so I do deal with, you know, gunshot injuries, and I I know what that type of equipment is capable of, so it was just very scary using something like that, and I don't think I would ever do it again, honestly.
4: (laughs) I have shot a gun. I've shot two guns. So the first experience was a rifle. And I was at a client uh, invite uh, to go on a hunting trip in Houston or outside of Houston, which is totally a fish out of water for me. Like, I'm, like, I'm much happier going to Starbucks than I am going hunting. But I did it because I had to. And I was with the boys for a whole weekend, and we had guns. It's a bonding thing. You have all these guys together. You know, it's social And they're going out, and they're shooting these pigeons, I guess, but they don't eat them. But anyway, it's a sport, so I was okay. And the second time, which was even more bizarre, I was in Alaska. I was on these ATVs, and we went miles and miles and miles away from civilization to this place. I guess it's someone's home. And as part of the, you know, you see the animals and stuff like that, they have a shooting range set up, and I'm like, Okay, and they're like, well, here you could try shooting a, uh, a gun. I'm like, okay, and they set up the whole thing, and they gave me an automatic rifle, and they're like, here, and they put this thing on my shoulder, and they gave me, like, a two-second in- instruction with this scope, and I got a bullseye. Like, I just, I just shot this thing for the very first time, and it was this automatic rifle, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Like, this is why people – like, it's so easy to do this thing. You just pull the trigger – And you get a bullseye. And I was like, why do you have this? Like, What do you need an automatic rifle for? And they said, well, suppose somebody comes out here and you need it to defend yourself. I'm like, who's coming out here? They have to use, like, snowmobiles and ATVs just to pick up groceries from the train that comes through town once a week. And they have multiple assault rifles in their living room just in
2: case. Multiple assault rifles in the living room.
1: Right. It's, uh, there's a kind of a connection with that. The first two, of course, were uh, underage uh, their first time, and the other ones seem to have been kind of pressured into it. So I th- found those stories kind of interesting. Uh, and then you had a, a report as well with something similar.
2: Yeah, so we're going to hear that now. Last week, we had these incredible teens from Sterling Aviation High School in Houston, Texas, and their teacher, Rachel Walston, visit the high school where I teach. They were here through the student leadership initiative sponsored by the Middle College National Consortium. So I drove out to LaGuardia Airport the next day to the Marriott, where they were staying for this youth empowerment event. And I spoke with them about their involvement in the gun violence prevention movement. I'll let them introduce themselves, and you can hear what they have to say.
5: i from Houston, Texas. I'm Jolene from Houston, Texas. I'm Xavier from Houston, Texas. I'm Andrea from Houston, Texas. I'm Jarmidia
6: from Houston, Texas. And I'm Rachel from Houston, Texas.
5: Great.
2: These wonderful students all came to my school yesterday, to Millennium Brooklyn High School, and led a program for us about gun violence prevention and about civic engagement through the Department of Education. So that was the first thing I wanted to ask you, is um, How did you become involved in this program to educate New York City youth?
5: Our first involvement with the program was last year. We took Ms. Watson's class, okay. and she um, introduced us to the topic. She was like, uh, we go travel, talk about different topics to um, basically get the youth involved. So at first it was originally like, oh, a trip to New York, but then as we studied more about the topic, we started to get interested, and we saw a change in our community that needed to happen, and through this program, it helped us to promote our project, basically.
2: Awesome. Can you tell our listeners, have you ever shot
5: a gun? Okay, I'm not, okay, so... I'm, I'm originally from Arkansas, and okay. it's not, you know, it's, it's more roomy than Houston mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. So, on um, New Year's, like, okay, I remember one New Year's particularly, we were at my cousin's house, and at 12 o'clock, she went outside, and she got the bullet, and she was just shooting in the air. I've always been the type of person who did not, like, I believe what goes up comes down. Mm-hmm. So, if you're shooting <laughs> it up, it's going to come down and kill somebody. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her, I was like, you know that's going go, to go somewhere, like, it's not gonna stay up there. And I was telling her that, but that it was like a ritual. Like every New Year's you go, get, you shoot a gun in the air. Like even my cousins was doing like, she, my, I had a cousin that was older than me, but she was not old enough to be doing it. And she was like, just shooting in the air. And I'm like, I always believe it's gonna come down. So that's why I never did it myself.
6: But it's like, it was like regular. I know, I wanna chime in on that as well. I, I grew up around guns, uh, we, were, we were hunters, we had a deer lease, my dad collected guns. I got my first shotgun, it was a 410. I think I was 13 or 14, it was a hand-me-down from my grandfather, but there's a big difference. We were raised that guns were dangerous weapons that you need to be trained on, and we knew all about the safety features. We knew how to take apart a gun and clean it and put it back together. We knew about safe handling of guns, Um, And we live down the country, we never shot guns in the air because we knew that it was dangerous. Uh, My concern is that what we're seeing when we talk about guns on social media with our youth Mm -hmm. is that they don't realize that there are, uh, that it's a danger, that that guns are dangerous and deadly and that they need to be handled with care and you need to have safety training in holding a weapon. So that's why we're seeing a lot of accidental deaths and maybe they don't understand the gravity of owning a, a firearm. So I think that's one of the other reasons we wanted to bring awareness to it. It's okay to have guns, but you need to handle them safely as if they're deadly weapons and with, you know, reverence.
2: Any last words?
5: Hashtag project talk. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The last thing I have to say is um, don't give up because no matter how hard you work or what happens something may always be there to tell you tear you down they're always going to be naysayers but we have to be strong in order to keep going in order to make a change in our community uh, then our state and then the whole united states maybe even the world so if you' are passionate about something put your mind to it and take it on until and be the lot where we go and take it on and don't ever give up until you complete your goal
4: You
6: are awesome.
2: (laughs) Yay. Yeah, there they are, these great young people. I
1: love how they're still kind of emotional about their stories in in both clips. They're still kind of reliving it, especially, you know, when they're, like, appalled at what they're seeing. Um, Just just the emotion comes right back to them about, you know, what they've experienced.
2: I think that was true in your interviews, too, that people are really, you know, with this moment when they were firing this gun and the gravity of it hits them. That's why I love what Rachel says about the gravity of gun ownership and how um, and people needing training to understand that this is a dangerous weapon. And the kids echoed that, too.
1: Right. And so they're doing great work. Thanks for meeting with them.
2: Yeah. Well, well, we're about to wrap (laughs) up. So we want to tell you how to get involved with Gays Against Guns. If you're in New York, we meet every other Thursday at 7 p.m. in Manhattan at the LBGT Center on 13th Street. Our next meeting is Thursday, April 25th, where we will be planning great actions and protests. Everybody is welcome, and we look forward to meeting you. I'll save you a seat.
1: Uh, Get involved by uh, following us on social media as well. We're on Twitter at GagNoGuns. On Instagram and Facebook, we're GazeAgainstGunsNewYork. So like, share, watch us, retweet, and repost. Let's get the word out. Uh, To find out more about having a fabulous time with us, please go to GazeAgainstGuns.net. Uh, You can learn more about our GAG chapters. They're uh, in L.A., D.C., Chicago, San Francisco. And, hey, we will give you a little starter kit.
2: (laughs) And another great way to get involved is to become a WBAI buddy. Visit WBAI.org or call 516-620-3602 and help Radio GAG support the great work of this station.
1: All right. And now for our weekly Hell Yes. Uh, Let's we have uh, just brand new news. Uh, special thanks to Everytown. They filed a complaint about the NRA's tax exempt status. So, hell yeah to Everytown.
2: Hell, hell yeah. yeah. And we want to say hell yeah to the students from Sterling Aviation High School in Houston, Texas, and their teacher, Ms. Walston.
1: Hell, hell yeah. yeah. Um, on Palm Sunday, we had a fellow gagger, Anderson Vieira, organized a uh, silent protest. So I want to do a hell yeah to him and all of our HBs. We had over twenty that showed up on Palm Sunday at St. Patrick's Cathedral. So, hell hell yeah. yeah! They were uh, representing uh, people who had been killed in ho- houses of worship. Uh, and one last to uh, everyone that I've interviewed, um, my as a streetwalker, and um, for their interesting and um, powerful stories. So hell, hell yeah! yeah.
2: Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week, Tuesday, April 30th at 6.30 p.m. You can listen to previous radio gag shows anytime on the WBAI website, gazeagainstguns.net, and now on Stitcher and iTunes. And we'll leave you as we always do with a song from our sister singing Queertet, Sing Out Louise.
0: a lago where the lies are thicker than the steak. And the weekend set will not sing yet if there's any law you want to break. Mar. The logo is the wet dream of the GOP. All the racist rats and kleptocrats dip a toe into the rising sea. But Putin is no nouveau riche. And he's got dopey dog on a leash. So when we say. What did he do today? No! We're only safe. Stay there for good. Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago. Oy okay. Bay! Mar-a-Lago. It's a temple to vulgarity. Where the crooked class can raise a glass to expanding inequality. Mar-a-Lago. where the mobsters pay each other off. And they pass a stash of dirty cash While they play another round of golf We know he belongs to old lad Cause the cat is a tad like his dad So when we say Whoa! What did he do today? No! We're only saying Stay there for good mar a la mar a la Yikes! Oi, vey! Marla, Maples, Marla, Maples, Stormy, Daniels, Stormy, Daniels, we know that you signed an NDA, but we want you to talk anyway. So when we say, whoa, what did he do today? No, we're only saying stay there for good. mar a go, mar go, M-A-R-A-L-A-G-O, mar Mar-a-la-go. a M-a-r-a-l-a-g-o. Mar-a-la-go.